Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools, and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned either through client work or personal experiences or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Series three, episode two. I had some really, really great feedback from last week's episode. And if you haven't listened to that yet, it may well be worth going back and listening to that episode because I'm going to do a kind of follow on from that. Because last week I was talking about understanding other people's maps of the world, which gives us the understanding of why they say the things they do, why they do the things they do, why they move through the world in the way that they do. And A couple of people have come back to me and said, it's all very well knowing that, but I'm a parent now. How do I stop myself fucking up my children? And this is the million dollar question, right? Because this was something that, not going to lie, I had a bit of a breakdown about when I got maybe two years into, no, not even that, a year into my self-employed career, Now, quick refresh, I came into the world as a self-employed doula in 2010. This is how it all started for me. This was my gateway drug to all the work that I do today. Doulaing was everything. And it opened me up like a, cracked me open like a nut, shall we say, to so many possibilities, but also a level of self-awareness that was a bit terrifying as well. Because as a mother, we don't want to screw our kids up, right? We just don't. And we will inadvertently do that. And I guess, spoiler alert here, the, the purpose of this podcast episode is to pretty much say to you, it's unavoidable that there will be a day, possibly, not definitely, that one of or a child of yours says to you, you said you did X, Y, Z, and that really hurt, or that's had a profound effect on me, or that's changed the direction of my life. It, it may happen. It may not. They may never say that to you. But I think it's important that we have an understanding of that because, like I say, back in the day, 2010, probably 2011, I really did think, what have I done because I hadn't, didn't have the level of awareness that I had then. What have I done? Have I broken my children? Because actually, you know, most of you or lots of you will know my story in that when I was pregnant with my first child, I was deeply grieving. I found out I was expecting my first child three months after losing my sister. So actually, whilst my eldest child and subsequently two next children were my saving grace, my reason for keep moving forwards for showing up in my life, albeit to the best of my ability at that time. 
when I had this new level of awareness. And it came about through um, watching a DVD at the time, the impact of birth trauma and the impact of birth trauma on both the mother, but also the child that was coming into the world. And it kind of made me think really hard about the experience that potentially my eldest son had had not only in utero, but in the first year or so of his life, because I'm not going to lie and say any of us that when we have our first child, it's a tricky time, isn't it? I mean, we are trying to figure this stuff out, surfing waves of hormones, this unbelievable love that you have for this little human that you don't even know that you've you know you've carried for x amount of weeks but you don't know them they come into the world you don't know how they like to be fed how many times they need their nappies changed all of that stuff it's a little personality that you've grown from scratch that you're having to get to know so being a first-time mother alone is tough is really tough And I'm not saying my journey was harder than anybody else's, but I, at the time, my real expectation was it was going to be magical, it's going to be wonderful, and actually it was far from. It was a really intense time. And then second child, third child, all of those, you know, as mothers, we're continually finding our feet and we're learning and we parent each child differently. I don't care what anyone says, we do. We we parent each child. I think we have to parent each child differently because each child is different, but we're trying to figure that stuff out all the time on the hop as we're going through each different phase of their lifetime as well. You know, people say to me all the time because they know I have older children, it's going to get easier, right? And again, spoiler alert, no, it doesn't. I don't think parenting is supposed to get easier. It's one of the hardest jobs on the planet. When's it ever going to get easier? It's just different. Older children are different to younger children. Parenting younger children is extremely physically demanding. It's exhausting. Parenting older children is mentally tiring. It's exhausting at times. And when we, as we learn our children are coming into the world and we're forming that bond and we're get, really getting attached and we're getting to know their little personalities, as our children get older, we are learning to detach. We're learning to still understand who they are, but allowing a part of ourselves to step back and stand from the sidelines rather than be in the trenches with them. And that can be really, really difficult as well. However, I'm digressing here. This fear that we have when we start to become more self-aware and we start to work on ourselves and we start to know ourselves is that we may have done things differently. Have we had those knowledge, that knowledge and those tools back then? And what damage have I done as a result of that or as a result of unhealed trauma, uh, as a result of things that are, you know we've experienced in our lifetime that wasn't healed at that time? Have we damaged our kids? Have we shaped them? into someone that they may not have become had we not have experienced all of those things and the simple answer is potentially yes you know we definitely definitely will have shaped our children oops sorry bang to the table there we definitely will have shaped our children because of our lifetime experiences but you know what one of the things that I recognize in all of my clients and myself is that we desire to become the parent we wish we'd had and that's no throwing no shade on our own parents at all. We just know generally the areas of our parenting that we felt we potentially needed a little bit more support or things could have been done slightly different. And I genuinely hand on heart believe whilst not throwing any shade on our parents is that we become the parents we wish we had had. And the difficulty with that, though, is 
then transferring our childhood into our children's saying things that were said to us without even realizing we're saying it to our children you know the good old-fashioned I'm trying to think of one on on the top of my head now things that would have been said to us years ago that would have just been drummed into us like let's talk about food as an example eat everything on your plate there's starving children in Africa you know and that can lead to unhealthy beliefs around food or unhealthy ways of eating food like eating really fast you know, getting it down because you weren't allowed to leave the table and all of those types of things shape you into the adult you become as you get older. But as we get older, we start to recognize that some of these behaviors are no longer useful to us. So how do we prevent ourselves from transferring our own fears? If we become really self-aware of our own map of the world, again, if that makes no sense to you, the words I've just used, it would be really useful to go back and listen to episode one of series three because and I think I entitled that I'm trying to remember now why can't you just see it my way or why can't you just see it from my perspective because thing of ourself and how we function and why we function in the way that we do we can then start to think about are we transferring any of our own fears our anxieties our behaviors onto our children And like I've already said, the simple answer is is potentially yes, you will have done that. But I think there's real beauty in acknowledging that and then having conversations with your children about that. I think there's real beauty and grace in saying, do you know what? I behaved in this way at this time with you. And as I look back now, I recognize that that was me transferring my fears behaviors, beliefs, whatever language you choose to use. I recognize that I've passed that on to you or that was my attempt to do that. And I've done that through love and fear. And I want to apologize for that if it's been really unhelpful for you. You can go as deep with this as you choose to. You can do this in a way that feels safe, but I think there's real beauty in owning this. Because when we own it, we're taking responsibility. We're being accountable for that. What we're doing is we're saying... I don't want you to take this any further. I recognize this is part of my story and what makes up my map of the world. I don't want you to take that further forward if it's unhelpful for you. If it's unhelpful for you to move around the world with this belief, then I want you to understand where it's come from from, for me. And I want you to understand also that you don't have to have this belief. It's not yours to own. Give it back kind of thing. The more self-aware you become, the more you'll start to notice the words that you're choosing, the language that you're using when you're talking to your own children. And if you can make that connection between this is not theirs to own, I am imparting my own fears, beliefs and behaviors on somebody else, someone that I love, and I'm doing it through love and I'm doing it all with positive intention, but it might not be being received with positive intention it may not be a really useful thing for my child or my children to absorb or adopt as their own it gives them permission to have a conversation with you to say do you know what actually it it doesn't feel right for me to move through the world with this it really doesn't it doesn't feel right for me to think like this feel like this behave like this it all starts with us recognizing ourselves and what we may be transferring on to loved ones through love 
and through positive intention. And, you know, they, they, they may be of an age where they're not able to have a really in-depth conversation with you about it right now, or they may be adults or somewhere in the middle of that. Have the conversation anyway. Mummy said this and that's not fair of her, I'm sorry. Mummy learnt this from whatever and actually it's been really unhelpful for me and I recognise that now and I'd love to know how you would like to move through the world. What would be more helpful for you? How do you feel about it? You know, all of these conversations allows our children to start connecting with themselves and their feelings and how they want to show up in the world and they may not have emotional maturity to be able to know that in the next 10 years in the next 15 years but they know they'll know in this moment so when I get asked my how do I how do I not fuck up my kids I I, one day one of my children might come to me and say I had some therapy and this came up and it could have been as a result of something I said or did and as bitter a pill that would be to swallow I like to think today that I am going to create the intention where I'm open to hearing that and being open to not defending that and being accountable for that. Because nothing I've ever done as a parent and nothing you've ever done as a parent has been through anything other than positive attention and love. But it may not have been received by the recipient in the same way that you intended it. I don't think therapy is a bad thing. I don't think my children one day going to see a therapist is a bad thing. I think it's a very beautiful, proactive thing. I think all humans should be finding or having that safe space where they can explore their feelings and explore things that have happened and ways that they are behaving or people around them are behaving. I think it's an extremely beautiful, proactive behavior. So it will never, ever be anything other than that for me. Obviously, it's what I do, but I would love to be able to find that space for any of my children should they feel that they need a safe space to go and open up to. So there will be no shame coming from me that my child needed to seek therapy or counselling or whatever in the future. And there's a good there's a good chance that the story will be part of me of me being in that story as well. You know, I'm their mum. So taking ownership of that takes makes it just makes it so feel so much more comfortable that actually I will have got things wrong I was doing the very best I could at that time with the resources I had available and each day I learned to do better and each child I learned to be more comfortable with things and each time each transition they made in their lifetime I pivoted and evolved to that and did I do it comfortably and without clunkiness no I didn't and my first child, you know, he, he was my biggest lesson. So he's probably going to have felt it more than my third, where you get more comfortable and you get more trusting in yourself as a mother. But the day that I accepted that I probably, almost definitely done something that my child may need to talk through in therapy at some point in their life, and I'm okay with that. I'm not okay that my child might be hurt by my actions, but I'm okay with the fact that they would explore that and I would be accountable for that. It takes the weight off your shoulders. But you know what? None of us are getting this right. There is no right way to do this. We're doing the best we can. Let me say that again. We are doing the best job we can with the resources we have available to us. And when the resources we're using aren't good enough and we feel like we could do better, 
we go and find extra resources. We arm ourselves, we educate ourselves, we skill up because then we do a better job the next time. And then if something else comes up and you think, I definitely dropped the ball then, we do the same. We get curious, we get self-aware, we go in and we do more work. This is never-ending and that's a very beautiful thing. It's a very beautiful thing that we are continued works of progress. So just for today, what I would love you to do is to just ponder on things that you feel, that maybe there's things that sit in the back of your head that you are feeling, "Mm, possibly didn't do my best there. How could you take one step to making that feel better for yourself? So get curious about that. Just for today, I want you to think of something that might pop into your head or an incident that could pop into your head where you believe you could have done better and you indeed would do better today. What can you do to help heal that incident of the past? So as always, I would love, love, love to hear from you. I would love feedback on any of the episodes I'm sharing with you and some news as well. Coming up this month in April, I am bringing my bestie back to the podcast, Lauren. Those of you that don't know, me and Lauren started the podcast together way back in January of 22. And then I went solo with the podcast in October of 22. Very different podcast very different podcast um, life unpacked is what we called it however lauren is coming back but it's going to be different i am going to start interviewing women with their life stories but this is going to be about the collateral beauty of their life stories because many of you will know i i feel like it's my mission my purpose in life to work with as many women as i can across the world to support them to see the collateral beauty in all areas of their lives and this is how I move through the world and each woman that I'm going to be interviewing on the podcast between every four to six weeks we will be looking at the collateral beauty of their life the lessons the messiness the sadness the heartbreak the beautiful joy um, and everything else in the middle and how they live their life authentic to that today just for today and I will see you next week Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into, and you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses, see what you see, hear what you hear, and feel what you feel and really notice what is right in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.